Today is Thursday, November 9th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. We're starting today's episode with more Election Day results. Overall trends suggest that voters showed up to protect their reproductive rights and that they are not voting Republican. In addition to Ohio voters electing to amend the state's constitution to protect abortion rights, Democrats were victorious in both chambers of Virginia's state legislature. They not only maintained control of the state Senate, but they flipped control of the House of Delegates. In terms of governor's races, Kentucky Democrat Andy Bashir won re-election, as did Mississippi's Republican Governor Tate Reeves. In terms of local races, Houston's mayoral race is heading to a runoff, while Philadelphia elected its first female mayor in Democrat Sherelle Parker, and Gabe Amo won a special election to become the first black person to represent Rhode Island in Congress. And finally, it is now official. More than half of Americans reside in states where marijuana is legal, after Ohio became the 24th state to allow adults to use recreational cannabis. I'll add that marijuana legalization continues to be one of the most popular policies across party lines. A recent Gallup poll of 1,000 adults found that 87% of Democrats, 70% of independents, and 55% of Republicans are in favor of legalizing marijuana, marking the highest approval rating of all time. Following Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's remarks earlier this week that Israel could have an indefinite security presence in Gaza, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said yesterday that after the war is over, Gaza should be unified with the West Bank under the Palestinian Authority. Secretary Blinken didn't offer any details about how such an arrangement would be implemented, as restoring the Palestinian Authority to power in Gaza would not be easy either, even if Hamas were to be defeated, as its leader Mahmoud Abbas is not particularly popular. Not that we are ones to talk when it comes to the region. American fighter jets struck an Iranian weapons facility in eastern Syria last night, which Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said was in response to an American surveillance drone being shot down by Iran-backed Houthi rebels off the coast of Yemen. Austin added that the U.S. is, quote, fully prepared to take further necessary measures to protect our people and our facilities. Ivanka Trump took the witness stand yesterday in Daddy's civil fraud trial where by all accounts, she claimed that she can't recall almost anything and that she wasn't involved in reviewing the company's financial statements, which does sound kind of way more plausible when she says it than when her brothers do. And I don't mean that to be sexist. Unlike her father and her two brothers, Ivanka herself is not an actual defendant in this case, though she had originally been named as one until an appellate court dismissed the claims against her in June. I doubt that federal prosecutors got around to asking this, but what I really want to know is if her bestie Kim sent her a giant floral arrangement yesterday morning to wish her good luck in court. From one Nepo baby in the spotlight to another, the Republican-led House Oversight Committee issued subpoenas for testimony from Hunter Biden and James Biden, who is President Biden's brother. Chairman of the committee, Representative James Comer, authorized these subpoenas in what is the first significant move since they announced that they were opening up this impeachment inquiry in September. In addition to subpoenas of their bank records and over 14,000 pages of documents, the subpoenas demand that Hunter, James, and one of their business associates appear before the committee for depositions between November 29th and December 13th, and not a day later because if Congress has anything, it is vacation plans. 
the actor's strike has come to an end this morning after 118 days, as SAG-AFTRA announced yesterday that they had reached a tentative agreement with the AMPTP. The full details are expected to be released tomorrow, after the union votes to approve it. But preliminary reporting says that the deal includes the first-ever protections for actors against AI technology, as well as a historic pay increase, with most minimums increasing by 7%. After the union leadership votes on the agreement, members will still have to vote to ratify it, which will likely take at least a week, though actors have been given the green light to return to work today anyway. Hopefully that means we'll be seeing the White Lotus season three cast departing to Thailand immediately. For our final story, Ozempic's bestie group is getting bigger. Yesterday, the FDA approved an obesity drug from the pharma company Eli Lilly that joins the ranks of Wagovi, Monjaro, and Ozempic in a new class of medications that are being used to treat diabetes and weight loss. The drug is known as tirzepatide, but will be sold under the name Zetbound and is already approved for diabetes under the brand name Monjaro, but Zetbound will be prescribed specifically for weight loss and obesity. It will sell at a list price of $1,069 per dose to be taken every four weeks though the addition of a new drug to the market is expected to lower net prices for all drugs in this category. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.